All right. Well, welcome back. Uh, 28 January 2021. Change the way you uh, think. Change your life. Uh, and we get that from Romans 12 too. So we have a very special guest on today. Uh, Callie, can you introduce our special guest? Yeah. So we have Dr. Neil Windham with us today. Yeah. Um, he is Woo! on our staff here at Northside. And honestly, he's probably one of the most wise people I've ever met. Yes. <laughs> Super excited <laughs> to share this podcast with him. Um, Neil, can you just tell us a little bit about what you do here as our spiritual formation director? Sure. Um, I'm really pretty new in that role, Kelly, so I'm kind of figuring out as I go along. But for me, there are three different pieces, and the, the heart of it really has to do with the spirituality of staff and just being present to staff and listening to them and facilitating prayers. And then, uh, you know, I have students in a Master of Arts program as well as certificate students. And so I'm concerned for the success of my students. And then the third concentric circle would be uh, providing some resources for spiritual development and growth among staff. That's awesome. Awesome. I can just say on behalf of the staff, we have already uh, just appreciated so much what you've brought, how you've led us and taught us. And I wanted to let the listeners know today that this is a first ever on the 20th podcast that we actually have Neil uh, over the phone. And yeah. uh, we're excited. We're very <laughs> appreciative that he was willing to be a guinea pig today. So uh, kind of a new thing for us. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, it's, oh, it's sure. definitely sure. a huge blessing Glad to have you on. Here. So uh, so with any uh, episode of the Care Team Podcast, we like to have what we call a soft start. Today's soft start is going to see, it's, it's gonna, we're going to have dad jokes. And so the, the, the premise of the game is everybody has a dad joke. And, and they try to tell the joke. And if somebody can steal the punchline, uh, then that person who steals the punchline gets two points. If nobody steals the punchline, then the person with the dad joke gets one point. And then the person with the most points gets to brag and... You know, give the rest of us a hard time. So, <laughs> so I'll lead us off. Uh, I'll, you know, and uh, so uh, why were the detectives able to determine what the murder weapon was within minutes? Why? Were, say it again, Tommy. <laughs> why were the the detectives able to know what the murder weapon was within minutes? I, I have no nope, idea. Nobody? I don't know. It was uh, a briefcase. Yeah, a blank. Did you hear it that? It was a Neil? briefcase. It was a briefcase. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Oh my wow. Wow. Really was it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right, Callie, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What, what's yours? So. All right. Did you know humans are born with four kidneys, and when you grow up? <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Hey, hold on. It, it has something to do with kids knees like the knees on their body hmm. i don't know <laughs> uh yeah then they have yeah. two adult knees kind of yeah <laughs> so do you, do you get did, did tom get it yeah or? i okay, think okay. so all right so tom has two then you I've only have one. two kidneys and two adult <laughs> knees right yeah, oh, I just uh, said that when you grow up, two of them become adult knees. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Tommy, right. Tommy, you really helped me on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a team effort. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, well, Tom, Tom figured it out, so I'll give it to him. So, let's, uh, let's let Neil go next. I'll, I'll yeah, round yeah, it out. Yeah. All right, Neil, you got okay, your dad joke? My question, is, yeah, my question is really simple. How did Moses make coffee? He brews it. He brews it. Oh, oh wow. Oh. 
<laughs> with the steel. Wow, Kelly. <laughs> so it, it it's a dead heat. Tom and Callie both well, have two. This this one's gonna be hard because first of all, it's not a it's not a just a two liner joke. So I have to set it up, and I need to tell you it's a little bit of a recovery joke. So we'll see who gets this. Okay. So guy walks into his friend's house uh, after being invited over, and the man has both ears bandaged. And the guy says, what in the world happened to you? Now, remember, this is a recovery joke. So the guy says, well, I fell off the wagon last night, and I was drunk, and someone called, and I picked up the iron and accidentally burnt my ear. And the guy goes, well, what happened to your other ear? Line. It, somebody called back? That's or, it. They called okay. back. <laughs> oh, actually, so so I won. Yeah, okay. All right. Nice I got three points. Done. Okay. Nice job, Doug. All right. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that that was an awesome game of uh, stealing, and I'm I'm gonna be bragging for for days about my my my, my uh, yeah. uh, razor tight win there. So, uh, but but Neil, uh, so again, I just want to say thank you for coming on today. We are so appreciative, and uh, so I know that uh, you've been doing a lot of work with the staff, and we are we are so thankful for that, and just so grateful for your teaching and your wisdom. And I, I know that that we've been uh, focusing. Uh, heavily as a staff uh, every few weeks on this idea of rest. And, and we're not talking about just, we don't, for listeners, that doesn't mean it's like staff go take a nap time. We're talking about, you know, rest. And so, uh, so what does that mean? What, what does that mean to, to find rest? What's in, you know, like wh- why should we focus on rest? And, uh, and what does it mean to, you know, uh, I, I know one of the things you talked about or you're going to talk about is like living quietly. And what does that mean? Yeah. Well, I, that, that whole thing came up because I was asked to lead, um, uh, a conference meeting with staff at a church down in Dallas, and they gave me a title, Tommy. It was Live Quietly, uh, and then the subtitle was Practice Rest. And I thought, man, this sounds so good. Uh, I almost fell asleep several times just thinking through what I might have to say about that. But over time, it became unsettling to me, and I really couldn't get my arms around it. I wasn't sure why. Um, and I, I came to this conclusion, you know, I've been on staff here for what, almost a year and a half now. And, uh, it's, it's become clear to me that living quietly and practicing rest are two different things, Mm -hmm. uh, that living quietly is really a hard thing to achieve Mm -hmm. because, there's so much going on. And, uh, you know, this is a dynamic church. We have lots of ministry happening every day. And uh, in so many ways, we don't really live quietly. But that doesn't mean we can't practice rest. Mm-hmm. So my focus has turned on on how we practice rest, what kinds of um you know, what kinds of things we do in order to accomplish that. And that's been a productive line of uh, reading and research, and I hope helpful for for all of us. Neil, unpack that idea a little bit more of of practice. Um, I think about, you know, for me, and and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of our listeners, that when I think of rest, I literally think of maybe sitting still in front of the TV watching some football on a Sunday afternoon or laying down to take a nap. But certainly there are so many more meanings of rest. But then that then add into that idea that I'm I'm practicing that. Could you unpack that a little bit more? Sure. Um, Saturday, I worked really hard on the outline for what I hope will become a book. And in it, nice. 
I spent a lot of time thinking about the difference between what I was talking about a, a moment ago, living quietly and practicing rest. Um, practicing rest is anchored in the ancient Hebrew idea of the Sabbath. I mean, the very first chapter of the Bible, God rested. And the word Shabbat, which is used there, means literally he just stopped. He stopped everything. So when in Jesus' day, the Jews practiced the Sabbath, you know, on a Friday evening, they'd shut it down. And in a communal family atmosphere, they would practice rest for an entire day until the next evening. Um, living quietly is is the harder part. And, you know, I think during the week, for example, when Jesus was rising early to pray, that Sometimes that wasn't a very quiet season, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the Sabbath is quiet, you know, and I, I think the difference is this, the living quietly piece where day to day we, you know, we get up in the morning, maybe read some scripture and say a prayer. We call that a quiet time, right? Mm-hmm. right. Well, it's not always quiet. It happens in the middle of the week. In the middle, in my case of ministry, in the middle of work, in the middle of conversations and tensions that erupt, uh, you know, in in homes, in the workplace, uh, at school, businesses. But this rest piece, the, the Jews anchored in the Sabbath. So the question then becomes, well, what's our what's our counterpart? Mm-hmm. Do we, in fact, have anything like a Sabbath? Do we ever completely stop? And uh, that one's more difficult. You know, there are Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Nine of them are explicitly affirmed in the New Testament. Don't, don't lie. Don't commit adultery. Don't covet your neighbor's wife. And the only one that isn't is the Sabbath. There, there is no commandment in the New Testament for Christians to uh, keep the Sabbath in the way that Jews kept the Sabbath. But I do wonder sometimes if maybe we threw out the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. yeah. Because this That's is really anchored in Genesis 1. You know, God stopped. He completely stopped. And I don't know that we do. I, I wonder, Neil... Um, it, and this is, I'm, I'm in many ways just asking you your opinion, but I'd love to hear it. Um, I think a lot of Western Christians, especially, just like you said, have thrown out this idea of keeping the Sabbath because, mm-hmm. of course, man was not made for the Sabbath, Sabbath for man, and therefore, and they kind of use that as an excuse to say, well, I'm going to go ahead and mow my lawn on Sunday after church, you know, <laughs> like I'm going to go ahead and work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I wonder if we got that wrong. I wonder your thoughts on, you know, Jesus healed on the Sabbath. But if we look at the things that are mentioned in the New Testament, um, they're not they're not things that we would typically think of as work. So so although in in that age they were calling them work, I don't know it's the same way we think about work now. And I just wonder your thoughts on that in regards to keeping the Sabbath. You know that there's a a history of Sabbath observance that really developed uh, in a big way 
between the time of, say, the end of the Old Testament, the writing of Old Testament books, and the beginning of the New Testament books. It's about a 400-year period. And when we stop and unpack a little bit of history, maybe we can understand why the Sabbath became so important to the Jews of Jesus' day. Uh, They had seen first the northern kingdom, Israel, sacked by the Assyrians, Mm -hmm. and then 150 years later, uh, the southern kingdom, Judah, was deported off into Babylon because they weren't obeying the Sabbath, and they they were worshiping idols, and there were a lot of other practices where they had broken laws. But what happened was when the Jews were released from that Babylonian captivity and got to go home, at least some of them went home, rebuilt the walls, rebuilt the temple, I think they began to make this solemn affirmation, we are not going to let this happen again. Mm -hmm. And one of the clearest, most precise ways in their thinking, they could ensure that they were obeying God was to observe the Sabbath. I mean, it's pretty cut and dried. You just don't do any work on the Sabbath. Uh, When I was in Israel last year, we saw one elevator in the hotels, which on the Sabbath went from one floor to the next floor to the next floor, and nobody could had to press a button for that to happen. It was automated so that on the Sabbath, you know, we're not going to break the Sabbath by pressing these buttons. Wow. Wow. I mean, it just became uh, uh, the Sabbath kind of on steroids. And so I think the motivation was was good and pure in a lot of respects. We, we've got to get it right. We've got to obey God. But they pushed it too far. And Jesus' contention with them was, you guys have built all kinds of traditions on the Sabbath and made it very hard for people who are sick and in need and animals that fall in ditches. You know, you're going to take care of those things when they happen on the Sabbath. They had just overread that law. Thank you for that. Well, I was going to ask. Well, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just going to say that's that's the critical background. So sometimes we really want to rough people up in the first century because of their the way they scrutinized the Jewish Sabbath. But uh, I, I I think I understand why it was so important to them. Uh, and the problem is there's been a backlash and a reaction that says, "Wow, Jesus really." Uh, you know, he was really rough on on the Jewish people on this Sabbath controversy thing. So uh, the Sabbath's not such a big deal. We can back away from that. Mm. When, in fact, I think we backed away way too far. Yeah. I I know, like, as I'm listening, like, I'm just flooded with thoughts. But I I, want to give Callie, I I know you had a question a moment ago, so. I don't know. It kind of just went along with, like, our society is just so busy. And I think sometimes with the concept of Sabbath, it's like, okay, but how much is too much work? Like if I'm supposed to rest, like how am I, like what's the line between like what is work and what is just responsibility kind of thing? Um, Just like what you were saying, like if I want to mow my lawn, like does that count? Like does that count as like work I can do on the Sabbath or is that something I need to save for an actual work day? Because I think a big thing that, sorry, a big thing that people say is just don't do any like work, like your occupation on the Sabbath, 
but they don't really know what to do like for their own like household responsibilities, I guess. Well, and, and that was kind of the right. same, some of the same thoughts I was having was I know that, that Jill and I, we, we literally hit a wall about it's like two or three years ago. And it, it was like every night it was just stress, run, 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 run. And then like between, you know, kids sports and then things around the house and just it, like, we just had no margin. And so as best we, as best we could, we tried to have downtime, but we definitely were not, if I'm being honest, I mean, uh, I was not observing the Sabbath and, and, and I just saw it. I saw that, uh, you know, coming out of me sideways, you know, just in relationships or just in my sleep patterns and et cetera. So no, I, I really appreciate it. That, that's a good point, Neil. There, there is uh, and you guys are aware of this, there is a diagnosable uh, problem that people encounter in hurry sickness. There are different words for the kind of pathology that comes from overextending ourselves. And I, you know, I'll speak autobiographically here. Um, there, there have been seasons in my life when I worked so hard and so long during the week, I was, I became overstimulated and I could not sleep at night. And that too is a diagnosable problem. I, I remember going to my doctor and telling him the year that I served as the interim academic dean while I was also teaching a full load at the college. Wow. Um, he said, what, what day do you get off this dean's work? And I told him May 17th, he said, that's the day off in the evenings, which is why on my day off, I really take a day off. I will not uh, answer email. I don't read email. I don't work at all. Frequently, I get out of the house and go fishing or, or something um, just to get away from uh, the, the week's activity, and I'm patterning that as best I can after Genesis 1, mm -hmm. you know. God stopped. He just he shut it down and stopped. Again, I don't think the New Testament requires that Christians practice the Sabbath in the same way that Jews did mm -hmm. in Jesus' day, but I do believe that there is a rest principle at work that if we don't observe we will pay dearly for, and a lot of people have. Neil, I think about the admonition to be still and, and know that I'm God. You know that that uh, you could make a direct correlation there to to maybe that's not the Sabbath, but that's still encouraging us to stop what we're doing to rest, and that that's a time that we really soak in God's presence. It's one of my favorite prayers, uh, Psalm 4610, be still and know that I'm God. Yep. I like to pray it backwards, and you guys have done that with me, where uh, we say the whole verse, be still and know that I am God. And then we sit tight for three minutes and say, be still and know that I am. Mm. You remember Exodus That's 3. That's yes. God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's who he is. I am. And then we sit tight for another three or four minutes, just complete silence, complete stillness. And we say, be still and know, emphasizing now the verb. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 there, there's a cognition going on there. Mm -hmm. And then be still a few minutes later. And then finally to end with the word be. That, that, that's I don't really know good, that yeah. we know how to be. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and, and I think too, I, you know, I, I know oftentimes I'll, I'll talk to either friends or, or folks who uh, uh, will come into the office for counseling or, or just, you know, uh, other folks, whatever, uh, family, et cetera. And, and I think, and I'm not, I'm not hating on social media. I have a Twitter account. I, I do more reading about people who tweet than actually tweeting. But, uh, but I, I think that, you know, uh, I think taking a, a, a pause from, from work and even from some things that can be, uh, for lack of a better word, slippery slopes for us, you know, and, uh, you know, cause you can just randomly be scrolling through there and the whole time you're getting you know, frustrated because it's like, oh, they just went there or they just had this meal. And it's like, what do we have again? Uh, we had, you know, angel here pasta again, you know, or what, you know, just, and so I, I, I think even, I think even the, the world uh, at some points will, uh, you know, there's so much marketing pumped into, to tell us that we're not satisfied and just to understand that, you know, that mm-hmm. we are made complete in Christ alone, not some, something, not anything else. So. Yeah. As, as the care ministry, Neil, we, we definitely love to help people have a takeaway from the podcast. And yeah, I know that this topic could have uh, a message or two message or three message series written about it. But if there was just one thing that Let's say some of our listeners in in Germany or Ireland, uh, this is the only podcast they heard. They're hearing you. You're talking about rest. What would you really want them to carry away from this? Yeah, uh, this comes from a retreat I led several years ago where in the midst of one of the busiest seasons of my own life, I was leading retreats on being quiet (laughs) and and resting. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the... The, the problem was uh, my my public face and my private world just weren't reconciled at that point. Mm-hmm. So I uh, reflected on the words of Jesus, you know, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and uh, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm mm-hmm. meek and gentle of heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. And I reflected and meditated on that text for several hours and came to this conclusion that in those seasons, when my plate is absolutely full, I need to pause frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when there comes a real break, I mean a, a significant break, what I would call a Sabbath break, then I need to drink deeply. So throughout these days where, you know, we're working together here at the church and there are meetings and all kinds of demands, um, pause frequently throughout the day just to say a breath prayer or to say, yeah, that prayer that you just mentioned, Tom, be still and know that I'm God or the Lord is my rock or the Lord is my shepherd and just pause frequently throughout the day. But then when you get a chance, you've got a several-hour block. Man, I I would recommend uh, doing something I practiced for years before this move to Albany, and that was to spend Thursday afternoons at a state park. I had to make up for it sometimes on Thursday nights. But the thing about the Sabbath principle, in any case, is that you practice a rhythm, Mm -hmm. that there is an appointment in the week that is not going to be violated. It's like I used to have a family night at home. It was always Thursday nights with my kids. Mm -hmm. So I guess 
some of those Thursday afternoons, the work I didn't get done, I did on Friday nights. I don't know, but, <laughs> but the, the, there were these rhythms in place, and there still are very much rhythms in place to secure that we're forming the right habits and the habits practice, as you've said so many times, Tom, 80, 90 times, you know, that becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. Well, Neil, uh, again, I just want to say thank you so much for, for coming on. And uh, it's our hope and prayer that that, uh, that you'll come back on, uh, you know, on a, on a routine basis. And, you know, just like what Tom said, we can definitely, uh, you know, extend this conversation multiple times over. And and we, we look forward to the opportunity to do that and, and hopefully uh, – uh, you'll accept our, off, our 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 invitation to come back, uh, and so with that, uh, at the end of our our each session, we like to pray it out. And so, uh, so Tom, would you like to to lead us out in prayer? I would. I would. Uh, just a reminder that prayer is primary. We always say in in uh, care ministry, pray pray first, pray often, pray last, pray without ceasing. Um, and uh, just join me in prayer, if you would, Heavenly Father. Um, thank you so much for our time with Neil. Lord, I just pray that it's been a blessing to everyone who hears this, who tunes in. I know it will be. Uh, Lord, I pray that they would be able to apply the principles of rest to their life. I really, um, Lord, we just need to hear that idea that there's a rhythm to life and that in that rhythm, we can build in the practice and habit of rest. And Lord, we know that our ultimate rest for our souls is in you. Remind us of that often, Lord. Help us to lean into you, to know you. Um, Lord, we could, uh, we will live with you in eternity, and I believe we will always get to know more and more about you. But we can, we can know an awful lot about you in this life as well. And so, Lord, help us in our rest to reach out, to commune with you, to really be rejuvenated so that we can also um, not rest and work and do the work that you have in front of us. Lord, bless Neil and um, his, uh, his school and uh, all that he does to strengthen our church and our staff. We're so grateful for him. Thank you for this podcast and this team. And Jesus. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, well, Neil, thank you so much again for coming on. And, uh, for our listeners, if, if you haven't met Neil, I would encourage you to try to link up with them, whether you're, uh, you, you want to learn more about this topic of rest, or if you're, if you had any questions about our higher learning opportunities, uh, uh or if you, if you, if you're really struggling with your Greek, I'm telling you, Neil is the guy to go <laughs> to. So <laughs> we're, we're very blessed to have him on the team. So, uh, but Neil, thank you so much. And, uh, it's really been a pleasure uh, working with you this afternoon and serving with you on our podcast. So friendly reminder for all of our listeners to join us every Thursday morning, 7 a.m. to catch this episode or others on Amazon Music, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And as always, you can go to mynorsa.com slash care. Love you guys, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>